Welcome to the Spiritual Advantage Podcast, where we discuss how to make a maximum impact with our lives by fulfilling our divine dreams with divine favor, like the great men and women of faith throughout history. I'm Sam Stone, the Light Keeper. You are the light of the world, and I am the keeper. No pun intended. Let's begin. According to the Global Agenda 2014 survey, 86% of people worldwide agree we have a leadership crisis around the world. Today, this crisis continues to deepen. Even our own President Joe Biden is hampered by old age and approval rating of just 38%. Why is the quality of global leadership plummeting? I love reading books written by old people. Because they are packed with the wisdom of a lifetime. When I heard the 99-year-old Henry Kissinger publish a new book, "Leadership: Six Studies in World Strategy," I immediately grabbed it and started reading it. If you think you are too old to contribute to the world, consider Kissinger writing his 20th book at 99. He will be a hundred years old this May. Whether you like him or not, his achievement is undeniable. A laureate of the Nobel Peace Prize, he has advised John F. Kennedy and every president after that, except Joe Biden. Biden has not yet invited him to the White House. Kissinger is concerned about how our leaders. Have been handling the Ukraine war. The book is not just relevant to global leadership. The wisdom can apply to everyone, whether you are a parent or president. You are called to lead your children, your company, your church, your community, or your country. Your leadership is seriously needed, especially at times like this. Kissinger described how the leaders led the world through times of transition. We are going through a similar transition today, not only in politics but also in more innovative machines with artificial intelligence. But we see no leaders today equal to those mentioned in Kissinger's book. In an interview, Kissinger was asked whether great leaders are born or made. To my surprise, his answer was, "They make themselves." That implies institutions cannot produce great leaders. Most of the great leaders are from ordinary families, so they are not born with leadership silver spoon in their mouth. They make themselves implies a personal spiritual formation that needs to be developed from within. I've discovered that leaders today lack the spiritual component that make great leaders, like those in human history. We have lost the art of leadership spirituality that make us highly effective. Today, we are learned from the greatest of all, who led the world through a crisis. First-century Israel and the world was going through a similar leadership crisis. King Herod was corrupt. And the religious leaders kowtowed to the Roman occupation. A carpenter's son named Jesus of Nazareth led the change 
and launched a tidal wave of leadership reflections and reformations, not only in Israel and the Roman Empire, but also all over the world over 2,000 years. If you say, of course, Jesus could do that because he is the Son of God, then you are wrong. He is also fully human. And most importantly, he came on earth not only to lead change, but also to train leaders. When he left the earth, he had only 11 disciples and about 500 followers that continue his mission to lead the world through leadership revolution. But it seems to have stopped today. It's time for us to reflect and renew what he has taught us about leadership. Last week, we talked about Jesus calling us to change, to metamorphose. He also calls us to lead others to change and reconcile the world. I believe you can lead change by applying what Jesus taught us, whether you are president or parent or a small parish like ours. Today is the first Sunday in Lent, and we are given a scripture lesson that lays the spiritual foundation of great leadership, exemplified by Jesus. So let's begin. Hi, in case we haven't met yet, I'm Sam Stone, the light keeper. You are the light of the world and I'm the keeper. No pun intended. It's my calling to help you shine your brightest so that God is glorified in you and you are satisfied in God. The scripture lesson for today is from the gospel according to Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 to 11. Listen to the word of the Lord. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, All these I will give you, if you will fall down and worship me, Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. Matthew 4, 1-11 Blessed are those who delight in God's word. Thanks be to God. The passage began by saying then, meaning after his baptism, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. The question is, why did Jesus need to be tempted by the devil? He was the Son of God, the Chosen One. At his baptism, God announced that he was my beloved Son. You could think he came on earth fully equipped. 
but despite his divine lineage, he still needs to pass the test. That somewhat explains what Kissinger means by saying, leaders make themselves. You are not born a leader. Being a prince of God does not automatically qualify you to lead the world. You are not made a leader by institutions either, but by surrendering your ego and be true to God. How do you prepare yourself for leadership? The next verse says, He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. Verse 2. Fasting is the lost art of leadership formation. It's proven to be a highly effective way to discern God's will and become enlightened. Every major religion and culture around the world has a tradition of fasting. Historically, fasting was compulsory for great kings and high-ranking officials. Now, before I continue, a disclaimer. Consult your doctor before attempting fasting. Today, we water down fasting using some scriptures as excuses. Jesus warned people not to fast to show off, but today's Christian leaders take it as Jesus discouraged fasting. If so, why did he fast? He fasted in the wilderness. He wanted us to fast secretly and privately because it's our up-close and personal feast with God. Fasting is feasting with God. Some churches only promote fasting from smoking or fasting from sugar, soda, or carbs for Lent. All these are watered-down, wimpy fasting. Most of today's church leaders don't fast so that they don't know how to teach fasting. They skim over this topic during Lent and avoid discussing the more profound discipline of fasting. According to research, we can fast today because we are addicted to food. Food triggers dopamine, a happy hormone, which is highly addictive. The bread we eat today is mainly made from genetically modified wheat that triggers a particular part of our brain that makes us feel good and becomes addicted. We have become dopamine addicts. Long-term fasting triggers a different happiness hormone, oxytocin, which is not addictive, but provides healing to the body, mind, and spirit. Fasting also turns our body from burning sugar to burning fat. Fat is a better fuel for the brain and body than carbs. Fasting also makes you younger because it triggers autophagy, a biological process that recycles and renews your cells. When I started teaching fasting about 10 years ago, everybody cringed. Some people even attacked me for teaching fasting as if I was trying to take away their sugar or cocaine. Even some doctors thought it was dangerous. However, now many doctors have jumped on the bandwagon of fasting. Today, fasting is one of the most popular subjects on YouTube, social media, and books. It has even become a global phenomenon. Recently, when Sophie and I were in Vietnam, we had people talking about IF, which means intermittent fasting. 
I was surprised to hear that on the other side of the globe, biology reveals that the human body is made to handle starvation, not overnutrition. Ever since we have plenty of food and started eating three meals a day, we have developed all kinds of diseases. It's good that today's medical community has rediscovered the benefit of fasting, but they are doing it for a superficial purpose. Most of them are doing it for weight loss and health benefits. But the true goal of fasting is to tame our ego and unite with God to become a leader to make a difference in this world. Health and weight loss are just fringe benefits. We must overcome three temptations of ego to become a change leader. They are pleasure, prestige, and possession. Advertisers know these traps and often use them to make you buy their products. If you look at uh, TV commercials or other advertisements, you will find that they are either selling you pleasure, prestige, or possession. So let's learn from Jesus how to overcome the temptations through his 40 days of fasting. First, find pleasure in God's word. The human ego is trapped in pleasure seeking. You can corrupt a person by giving him pleasure. History shows many leaders have been destroyed because they could not resist the temptation of pleasure. Here's the first temptation. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. Verse 3. A Chinese idiom says, Birds die for food. Hunters use food to lure their prey to catch or kill them. The Buddhists say food makes you stupid. What they mean is food is a major obstacle to enlightenment. Our digestive system consumes a lot of energy and shuts down some of our brain functions. When your stomach is full, your head becomes foolish. With a surplus of food today, we can imagine our society has become dumber than ever. Interestingly, Jesus said, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Verse 4. Jesus is saying God's word nurtures our brain as much as food nurtures our body. That means we need a balance between feasting and fasting. Most animals have a season of fasting, especially during winter. Just observe the birds around your neighborhood. They live healthily and happily to the end of their lives by balancing fasting and feasting. Prophet Jeremiah, one of the most influential leaders in history, said, Your words are found, and I ate them, and your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord, God of hosts. Jeremiah 15, 16. I've discovered that most great leaders are also artists, musicians, and poets, like Jeremiah and King David. At least they have a great appreciation of art. God's words are like art, which needs a special state of mind to appreciate. 
fasting takes you to that state. Like Jeremiah, we must find pleasure in God's word, since we are all called by God's name. King David also wrote, "You show me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore." Psalm sixteen eleven. Through his life experience, he discovered eternal pleasure in God's presence. To overcome the second temptation of prestige is to find prestige in God's love. The second ego trap is prestige. By prestige, I mean fame and attention. Especially in today's social media, everybody can become popular and addicted to fame. Prestige is a distraction to leadership. The alternative is to find prestige in God's love. So the devil cannot tempt you. The Bible says, "Then the devil took him to the holy city, and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, 'If you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone.'" Verse five. It's like the devil took Jesus to the top of the Empire State Building and asked him to jump down, misquoting the Bible, saying that the angels would bear him up. The temple area was a very crowded place, maybe more than Midtown Manhattan. By jumping down and being held by angel in front of a large crowd, Jesus could show off his power and prestige. He could become very famous. The temptation of prestige has destroyed numerous leaders in history. I'm sure you have seen many, depending on your age. The desire for fame and attention can distract us from fulfilling our divine calling to leadership. It's hard to stay humble when you become famous. Jesus said to him, "Again, it is written, 'Do not put the Lord your God to the test.'" Verse six. It means he trusts God loves him, and doesn't need to put God to the test. Jesus finds greater prestige in God's love, so he does not need people's attention. If you know God loves you so much that He would even die for you on the cross, will you still thirst for prestige? Long-term fasting can dissolve your ego and give you emotional peace and satisfaction. That you don't desire power, prestige, and fame or attention. It has been documented by clinical research. The third temptation is the biggie, possession and power. To overcome it, you must find possession in God's service. The third ego trap is the possession trap. It's the love of money and shiny things. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Few people can handle the temptation of wealth, and that's why many leaders in Washington are corrupt. Most importantly, it's a distraction from becoming a great leader. The next verse says, "Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world, and their splendor. And he said to him, 'All these I will give you, if you will fall down and worship me.'" Verses eight to nine. 
There are many idols, temples, and pagodas around the world set up by the devil, promising you to become wealthy if you worship them. Those are empty promises because the devil doesn't really own the world. He doesn't have the authority to give it to you. He just wants to distract you from worshiping and serving God. So Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Verse 10. Many people have bowed down to worship anything that can make them rich and get distracted from serving God to change the world. Long-term fasting makes you feel rich inside. So the devil cannot tempt you with wealth. Then you can concentrate on fulfilling your divine calling to be a leader. The Bible says God is looking for people to use, especially at trying times like this. It says, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the entire earth to strengthen those whose heart is true to him. You have done foolishly in this, for from now on you will have wars. 2 Chronicles 16, 9. This verse was addressed to King Asa of Judah. It reveals God is looking for leaders who are true to him. Because his foolishness, there were wars. That makes us reflect on the prolonged war we have in Ukraine, which could escalate to a deadly nuclear war. You might say that's beyond your pay grade to address. But God is not looking for a noble birth or elite lineage, but someone simply true to him. So let's take advantage of this Lenten season to learn from Jesus, the Prince of Peace, to rediscover the lost art of taming our ego and be true to God so that he can strengthen us to become change leaders that the world seriously needs. This is how Jesus taught us to accomplish through fasting. Find pleasure in God's word, find prestige in God's love, and find possession in God's service. That's it for today. I hope you find this message illuminating as much as I enjoy receiving it from the head office. Until we meet again, keep your light shining brighter and broader and harvest the fruit of profound freedom, purpose, and happiness. Amen. Bye now. Thank you for listening. If you would like to maximize your life and leadership by unlocking your spiritual advantage, please feel free to direct message me on Twitter at Samuel Stone or visit SamuelStone.com. I'm looking forward to talking with you. See you on the next episode. Bye now.